Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Uh, we're going to start off uh, today's episode with a little report out of Dubai. Estelle Mosley versus Giannino Del Carmen Lascano and the result. Uh, Estelle Mosley retained her IBO lightweight title with a split decision victory over Yanina Del Carmen Lascano after an absorbing contest in Dubai that took place on 18th of March last week at the Dubai Duty Tennis Free Stadium. Mosley and Lascano were making history by clashing in the first ever female world title fight to be held in the Middle East, and the fight lived up to expectations. At the end of the 10 close and highly competitive rounds, the judges were split, but two of the officials gave the nod to Francis Mosley with scores of 96, 94, 97, 93, while the other gave it to Lascano with a score of 96, 94. The 29-year-old and Olympic gold medalist from 2016, I meant she'll need at least two more fights before she's ready for a unification contest with either Katie Taylor or Amanda Serrano, who meet next month in New York. Apparently, it was a great fight. Uh, I did miss it, but apparently, it was a great fight in Dubai. On to uh, more news from women's boxing. Hannah Rankin is going to go toe-to-toe against Alejandra Ayala. Scotland's first ever women's world champ, Rankin, is, the, is one of the world's premier female fighters. A two-time and now double world title holder, the 31-year-old is in career best form after beating Swedish veteran Maria Lindbergh in November last year to claim the vacant super welterweight belts. For her part, Ayala has visited the UK previously, suffering defeat to middleweight star Savannah Marshall in 2018. More tellingly, though, the 33-year-old has also been the distance twice during 18 rounds with current IBF world super welterweight champ Marie-Yves de Kerr uh, out of Canada. Now 11-5 and two uh, knockouts of this, two knockouts. Hannah cannot afford any slip-ups against Ayala with some huge unification bouts on the horizon. As well as IBF ruler Decare, the division is now red hot with fellow Brit Natasha Jonas claiming the WBO portion of the world title with a two-round knockout of Uruguay's Chris Namas last month. The new card will also feature an all-Scottish undercard featuring some of Scotland's best boxing talent, including IBO international cruiserweight champ David Jameson and Commonwealth featherweight ruler Nathaniel Collins. Fight Academy's Dennis Hobson said, due to ticket demand, we've had to change the venue and date of this show I'm looking forward to revealing all at a press conference. Good stuff. He also went on to say, women's boxing is in a great place at the moment. The worldwide profile is incredible, and Hannah is one of the biggest names in the sport. She's already made history by being the first female fighter from Scotland to win a world title, and her story is inspirational, and we all agree. And she was a great uh, interview subject, um, uh, interviewed by Mike Corr uh, last month on uh, Talking Fight. Elsewhere, we see that uh, six foot seven cruiserweight prospect Tommy Fletcher has signed with Frank Warren, his uh, outfit Greensbury. The big punch and 20 year old who calls himself the Norfolk Nightmare now trains with Mark Tibbs in Raynham, Essex, having bludgeoned his way through the amateur ranks. He views Queensbury as the only place to be for a young top prospect uh, in order to progress in the sport. He said, I think Frank is best in the business for young fighters. He's definitely great at bringing young prospects along. And you can see what he's done with Dennis McCann. That'd be Dennis the Menace McCann. Uh, David Adea and uh, people like that, for instance, where they've gone pro from scratch with Frank and now look at them. True enough. Let's flip back to uh, Dubai and uh, fill you in on some of these other results that came in from the weekend. We saw that uh, Havana's back off 
uh, forced referee to step in and spare Christian Correa further punishment after pummeling his Argentinian rival in Dubai. The dark horse of the super lightweight division mauled Korea for seven rounds before the official waved it off near the end of the next session, deciding the 39-year-old had taken too many shots. Back off, who'd sustained a relentless pace through an incredibly high volume of punches, now moves to 3-0 as a professional. And with Pro Belm's backing, the Armenian plans to be in world title contention in, the dub in double quick-time fashion. Um, elsewhere, Britain's Khalid Ayub extended his perfect start to life in the pros with an impressive win over uh, Anam uh, Shavredi out of India. The UK's Ayub was uh, trying to force the stoppage uh, in dominant display, but had to contend with points win, which moves him now to 3 0. In the opening bout of the evening, Fahed Al Bushi out of the UAE moved to 8 1 as a professional with points win over Mohammed Kinchetti out of Tanzania. Al Vyoshi was uh, given a nod. Uh, by all three of the ringside judges have scored 59, 58, 58, 56 twice. Elsewhere, let's see. Peter McGrail defeated Ale Alexandra Ayaniti uh, also at the Dubai, duty, the Dubai Duty Free Tennis Stadium. Peter McGrail bamboozled and beat up Alexandra Ayaniti uh, to reinforce his reputation of one of boxing's hottest prospects. McGrail forced his Romanian rival to quit at the end of the second round of Pro Bellum Evolution in Dubai, having overwhelmed him with a level of punch variety he had not encountered before. Liverpool's McGrail was an outstanding amateur and won medals at European Championships, Commonwealth Games, and World Amateur Championships, but he had made a flawless start to life as a professional, and with this win, takes him to 3-0. Good stuff for Peter McGrail. Ireland's former super bantamweight world champion, TJ Donaghy, produced a punch-perfect punch perfect performance to stop his Mexican rival, Cesar Juarez, in less than two rounds. Doheny, 35 years old, was sharp and accurate from the first bell and floored Juarez with a wonderfully timed left hook from the southpaw stance. Uh, elsewhere, Pro Bellum star Shabazz Masoud, who stopped Yoan Boaz in the opening night of Pro Bellum Evolution, said he would relish a crack at Doheny, by the way. I'd love to fight him. He's a former world champion, and I, I would fancy my chances, said the 10-0 man from Stoke-on-Trent. Good stuff. Elsewhere, we see that Sonny Edwards retained his IBF World Flyweight title and then immediately turned his attention to unifying the division. In Dubai, El Edwards defeated Pakistan's Mohammad Wasim after 12 rounds with scores of 115-111, 116-110, and 115-110 from the ringside judges. Wasim who was bidding to become his country's first ever professional world champion, tried to make the fight a war of attrition, but he was deducted points in round six and seven, which harmed his title tilt. Edwards described his opponent as world-class, but felt he was a clear winner at Pro Bellum Evolution, and after the victory, repeated his desire to face Mexican Julio Cesar Martinez, the WBC champion, next in the biggest fight that can be made in the 115-pound division. Also, the Dubai Duty-Free Tennis Stadium on March 19th, Regis Progress will fight for the WBC world title after Tyrone McKenna was stopped because of a nasty cut above his eye. It was a blood-soaked final eliminator for the super lightweight belt, and it was delivering on all the pre-fight hype that McKenna, who had been forced in the floor in the second round, uh, was pulled out in the sixth. Progress was winning the fight 
but McKenna true to form was showing plenty of heart and guts, which rallied his fine with his fighting fans at ringside. But the doctor decided that his cut was too severe and handed victory and a shot at WBC's crown, currently held by Josh Taylor, to American Progress. It'd be interesting to see if uh, Mr. Progress goes on to fight um, uh, Jack Catterall uh, before Josh Taylor. Anywhere elsewhere, moving on to London, England, where at the OVO Arena at Wembley, we saw European welterweight champion David Avanasian make an emphatic statement in his stunning fifth defense of his EVU belt at the OVO Arena, uh, where he beat a uh, previously unbeaten opponent, Oscari Metz. Uh, as Vinian uh, got to work and the Finn had never recovered from brutal knockdown and was finally saved from himself by the referee with just two minutes on the clock. The champion is now 24-4-1, will now await uh, a ruling from the WBC where he's ranked number two over his passage to a shot at champion Errol Spence Jr. That's a heavily contested division, so we'll see if that'll happen. In the co-main event, Hamza Shariaz who is making statements and putting down a marker in a new division as he secured a WBC international silver tape with a second round knockout of Jeff Smith. Smith promised to bring the heat, but was brutally picked off by the unbeaten Shiraz, now 15 and 0 with 11 knockouts. A sweet left hook planted Smith on the canvas in round one as Shiraz asserted authority in the first fight at a middleweight. He was down again at the beginning of the second and failed to beat the count. This is his trainer, Josh Burnham, rightly threw in the towel. Elsewhere, Royce and Barney Smith delivered a sparkling performance on debut against Adam Martinez, who was rocked on a number of occasions across the first two rounds by the accuracy of Barney Smith's punches. The 18-year-old former two-time European champion as an amateur showed more than enough to suggest he'll be the one to watch as he progresses through the ranks. He punches clean and hard, doesn't waste shots, and employs plenty of variety in his work. Martinez was a stubborn and ideal opponent who seemed to view uh, getting through the four rounds as a personal triumph. Referee Lee Avery scored the fight 40-36, and Royston Barney-Smith is up and running. Elsewhere, Sam Noakes defended his WBC international silver lightweight title with his ninth straight stoppage to edge closer to the goal of a perfect 10. Hmm. Now, we have featured Sam Noakes before on Talking Fight, and, uh, and, and we support his uh, rise to the top as well. After three, after three one-sided rounds on the Italian, Vincenzo Pinello was flunked to the campus in the fourth by a peach of an uppercut that Pinello failed to recover from. Mark Lyson waved it off after one minute, 54 seconds of the round. The elsewhere mentioned Dennis McCann collected the first belt of his professional career by winning the WBO World Youth Bantamweight title after defeating Charles Tondo over an eight, eight tough rounds. The iBox gym trained youngster started on fire with all his usual spite and swagger and looked like he could be in for an early night. But Tondo responded and started to match fire with fire. Tondo came back, came back into it across rounds four and five, tagging McCann several times and punishing uh, any indecision on the part of the 21-year-old. The Tanzanian was growing in confidence after weathering the early storm and the pair engaged in a fiery shootout at the end of the sixth, when McCann attempted to regain the momentum, McCann reestablished some sort of control in the seventh as Tondo was put under a huge assault and looked for the first time he could be on the brink and showed signs of distress. The Maidstone menace started to enjoy himself in the final round 
and was duly declared victor by a 79-73 scoreline on all three cards. Quick note here, Mark Chamberlain notched up the biggest win of his career to reach 10-0, forcing the retirement in the corner of Jeff Afori after five rounds largely dominated by the Waterlooville lightweight. Chamberlain made the made all the running and forced Afori onto the back foot whether he wanted to be or not. The 22-year-old is now firmly in place for significant title action and a win such as this suggests he's a real deal and one to watch at that weight. Good stuff. Elsewhere, let's have a quick look here. In, oh, yes, Los Angeles. <laughs> That's right. A, a fight that I was watching. Alexis Roca beat Blair the Flair Cobbs at the Galen Center in L.A. Uh, also at the same night, uh, March 19th, the other fight action was taking place in Dubai. Los Angeles boxing fans were treated to a night of action at USC's Galen Center as two uh, top welterweight contenders, uh, Alexis Lex Roca, or Rocha, who's 19-1, 13 knockouts, went toe-to-toe -to -toe against Philadelphia's Blair the Flair Cobbs, who's now 15-1-1 with 10 knockouts of his own. Uh, they delivered a live leap boxing event, which was shown live on the zone, I might add. Uh, Cobbs brought the Flair, walking out with a Lucha Libra-inspired outfit and a luchador playing homage to his childhood growing up in Yalisco, Mexico. The fighters were very active in the first round as each took turns trying to establish dominance. An effective right, right, uh, effective right jab from Cobbs opened up a cut on top of Rocha's right eye in the third round, but that did not stop Rocha from pursuing Cobbs and landing some power punches that shook Cobbs. They certainly did and uh, took the fight out of him. In the fifth round, Rocha caught Cobbs with a combination that visibly hurt him as he retreated to avoid a continued attack. By the sixth round, Cobbs had recovered as he tried to force the distance himself and use a jab to set up his shots. But Rocha was relentless and continued to attack, dropping Cobbs to the canvas in the eighth round and overwhelming him at the 44-second count of the ninth, winning the fight by knockout in a 10-round welterweight main event. And it was a really good fight. And there's going to be good things coming from Mr. Rocha's camp in the near future, without a doubt. Uh, on that same... Uh, card in the co-main event of the night Mike, Michael the Problem McKinson who's now 22-0 two knockouts fighting out of Portsmouth uh, Great Britain and Alex Chaiheat Martin who's 17-4 with six knockouts fighting out of Chicago participated in a 10-round welterweight fight as well. Martin uses reach to his advantage by using his jab to set up effective counter punches. McKinson was not afraid to take on the role of chaser coming forward landing some effective right hooks while using his jab to guide as a guide to his attack. The fight went the distance with the judges ruling the battle in favor of McKinson, a unanimous decision with scorecards looking at 97-93, 99-91, and 98-92. It was basically a clash of styles, said McKinson. Uh, two tricky southpaws, which uh, he expected. I didn't feel like I was losing too many rounds. I fought someone so negative, I didn't feel like I looked my best, which wasn't as exciting to the crowd. I had to stick to the game plan and be patient. I kept my distance. I had to make them count. I think he's average, said Alex Martin. If we were to fight again in a rematch, I'll stop him. I'm not being arrogant. My timing just wasn't there. I couldn't click. He had reasonable distance, which surprised me because I usually kept my distance. I was fighting myself. Elsewhere in the second fight of the DAZN live stream, Bektimar Bully Melikuziev, who's 9-1, 7 knockouts of Indio, California, faced seasoned veteran David Lapantera Zagara, who's 34-8 and eight with 21 knockouts out of Lima, Peru a scheduled 10 round light heavyweight fight, but established early dominance and proved why he's a power puncher 
by finishing the fight in the second round at the 30-second mark, adding another KO to his victory. Everything feels good, he said. And this uh, went like I expected to go, said Melikuzyev. <laughs> Sorry about that. Melikuzyev. Yeah, Melikuzyev. The only thing on my mind is a rematch with Gabe Rosado, he said. Over to uh, New England Sports Center in New Hampshire, city of Derry. Headline for only a second time in his young professional boxing career, undefeated lightweight prospect St. Nick Molina took full advantage of his opportunity to fight on top of last night's slugfest card presented by Granite Chin as New England Sports Center uh, in Derry, New Hampshire. The 22-year-old 22 22 Molina, who's now 8-0 with two knockouts, fighting out of the same hometown, Lowell, Massachusetts, immortalized by Irish Mickey Ward, patiently outboxed the outlaw Ryan Venable, who's now 2-11, on his way to a six-round split decision. Uh, the game, the game Venable, who was penalized one point for using his shoulder in the opening round, used roughhouse tactics throughout. He started showboating in the final round, trash-talking and throwing exaggerated punches from strange angles. But Molina kept his composure to earn the eighth victory without a loss. Uh, the one-point deduction was critical because if not for the point deduction, the fight would have ended in a draw. <laughs> in a co-featured event, Bay State fighters Julian Black, Black Dragon Batiste, who's now three and two with two knockouts out of Woburn, Massachusetts, and Whitman, Massachusetts middleweight Brian Udre, who's two and one, no, no knockouts, stole the show. They buzzed each other in back-to-back second-round engagements, but in back-to-back second-round engagements. Baptiste blasted Urday with powerful right in the third, but the Brazil Urday bounced right back his own attack. Urday picked up the pace in the fourth, effectively punching his spots, uh, but Baptiste responded in the fifth, snapping Urday's head back twice in an action-packed round. The two fighters went toe-to-toe in the sixth and the final round of the unofficial fight of the night. After the lone fight that went the distance, Urday emerged as a sixth-round uh, split decision winner, it was competitive as the judges' scorecards indicated. We had action-packed seven-fight card tonight, Grantian President Chris Diotti said. Former New England the heavyweight champ, Justin Crazy Train Wolf, 7-3 and 1 with five knockouts, fighting out of Fairfield, Maine, overpowered Mexican opponent, Fabian Lobo Valdez, who's 3-7, and seven, for a second-round win by TKO. Wolf patient, patiently cut off the ring and caught Valdez with a few body shots to slow down his opponent. And Wolf decked Valdez twice in round two, and the fight was halted by the referee. We see that uh, Tommy Frank is going to go toe-to-toe against Craig Derbyshire at the Magma Center. Tommy Frank will make his first defense of his British flyweight title on Sunday, April 3rd, in an all-Yorkshire clash against Craig Derbyshire, and that will be shown live on Fight Zone. Rotherham's uh, Magna Center uh, will be the venue as Sheffield's Frank aims to repel the challenge of Doncaster's Derbyshire, a man he beat in 2018 for the Central Area Super Flyweight belt. Since that clash, the fortunes of two fighters has varied. Super Tommy is now 15-2 with three, lo- uh, three knockouts. Uh, with, the bra- with those brace of defeats coming to Mexico's Rosendo Guanares, the 28-year-old has gone on to claim the Commonwealth Superfly crown, international belt, and Lonsdale belt with a dominant points win over Birmingham's Matt Wendell last year. Craig's 8 28 and 3 ledger belies his ability always on the road and on, in the away corner the 30 year old is coming currently in the form of his life winning three of his last four including picking up in english super flyweight title last september with a huge upset win over top amateur previously unbeaten joe maposa cool uh, the undercard is stacked with leeds light heavyweight uh reese cartwright sheffield's 
knockout artist Keenan Wainwright, unbeaten 10-0 Leeds fighter Billy Pickles, Levi Giles 11-0 from Grimsby, and Wolverhampton's up-and-coming Katie Healy. All set to appear. Keep your eye on Katie Healy, though. She's up there in the uh, Avril Mathy set of uh, cards. All right. Uh, we'll also see up-and-coming uh, Francis Ishmael Francois Malad, Sheffield Zane Clark, Barnsley's Matt Happenstall, and Grimthorpe's Danny Hall, for all you UK fans out there uh, wanting to know who's up and coming. Dennis Hobson says uh, he is warned Tommy Frank will not sleep on his challenger. Fair enough. Then, finally, for our last uh, piece this episode, Pride Park Stadium, the home of the Derby County Football Club, will stage the WBO Interim Super Middleweight World Title Clash between Zach Parker and the unbeaten two-weight world champion Demetrius Andrade on Saturday, May 21st. That'll be shown live on BT Sport. In what will be a huge occasion for the knockout artist Parker, who's 22-0 with eight, uh, sorry, 16 knockouts, and the City of Derby, a lifelong fan of the Rams will get uh, to live out his dream of fighting on the pitch of his local football club. With the club's financial struggles this season being well known, but not to us here at Talking Fight, Queensbury Promotions knew there was a responsibility to help. So they've set 10 quid from each ticket sold, and that's going directly back to the club to support the future of DCFC. Since teaming up with Frank Warren and Queensbury, the 27-year-old has clocked up three spectacular and emphatic wins to reinforce his position as the number one contender in the WBO rankings. Parker wowed BT Sport viewers with a brutal knockout over Vaughn Alexander, Shazad Kozhenov, and Marcus Morrison. None of the three men had previously been stopped. This is a dream come true, said Parker. As a fighter, you have various hopes where you start out in the sport. I think every one of his dreams of headlining a show at the football team you support. I don't think it's fully sunk in yet, to be honest. It will be incredible to walk out and see the same pack with fans. I can't wait. Demetrius is a great champion and props to him for coming over here. Uh, but I know I have, uh, I have, I, but I know I have the beating of him. I'm too big for him. We'll see him on the 21st, but someone's O has got to go. Andre, who's 34 years of age, widely known as Boo Boo, began his world championship reign at super welterweight with a victory over Vane's Matthias Jan, in 2013, the WBO title was defended on four occasions, including a stoppage victory over Britain's Brian Rose in 2014. His middleweight crusade began in 2018 when he won the vacant WBO title by virtue of points verdict over Walter Kautundwaka. His title at 160 pounds has been defended five times and the super slick southpaw remains champion at the weight. Notable wins at middleweight have come over Liam Williams and Irishman Luke Keeler and Jason Quigley. There can be no questioning the pedigree of Demetrius Andre, said promoter Frank Warren. It's why we went above and beyond to win the purse bid to give our man every crucial advantage. It's going to be such a special night on the 21st. I feel sure the Derby public will come out in force to roar Zach on in the biggest fight of his career. When we teamed up with Zach, he revealed his dream of fighting at Pride Park, where he is a dedicated supporter of his home team. And we're set about to making his dream become a reality. Adding to that, the 10 pounds going to the club is something I hope inspires the fans to come and support Zach and DCFC in even larger numbers than we predict. We've done this before in recent years with Josh Warrington in Leeds and Carl Frampton in Belfast, and both were successful on magical nights. I see no reason at all why Zach cannot experience a similar joy. All right, well, we look forward to seeing that fight, and uh, 
and the result. Again, Pride Park, May 21st. Going to be a big fight. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Uh, I'll see you later on at 4 p.m. Eastern time when I join Mike Gore at 4 for Knuckle Up.